0: What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kelechi, and we're back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing good. I hope your week has been going very well. I hope y'all have had a wonderful week so far. I wonder who's ready for the weekend, because I know I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready to chill a little bit, get some work done. I've not been home in a little bit, so there's a lot of cleaning I got to do in this apartment because it looks a mighty mess. Got to do some laundry, got to do some washing, got to do some vacuuming, got to do some dusting, all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend for that, even though I still got to do some some working. I'm also going to help a friend out move, which is always a blessing when a friend is moving into his home place. My boy got a house. That's always a great thing to celebrate with him. So looking forward to the weekend to get all that stuff done even though i'm gonna be tired after helping him move and doing some other stuff that i'm gonna have to do but it's still gonna be fun it's still gonna be good but how are y'all doing and what y'all gonna be doing for the weekend let me know hit me up on instagram at leechimane which is l-e-e-c-h-i-m-a-n-e or hit me up on twitter i really gotta get my social media game back up i really gotta be on their social media, sharing these podcasts, letting people know about these podcasts. I'm terrible with social media, man, because it's just one of those things that I've deemed a distraction in my life for the most part. So I don't get on it too much because I don't want it to kind of take over my life too much because there was a time where I was on that thing way too much. So now it's hard especially when you're trying to share these podcasts, which is why I need y'all to help a brother out and share these things. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. If you feel like it's adding value to your life and you feel like it's something good, please share it with other people so they can be a part of this thing too. We're growing and we're learning and I appreciate each and every single one of y'all that listen to this podcast. The other day, I saw that we went over 250 plays. So over 250 episodes or each episode has been played about 250 times, which is great. I appreciate each and every single one of y'all that listen to these podcasts that have shared it with somebody or just played it while you were doing something else. But I appreciate it all the same thank you. Thank you so much. Let's keep it going. I'm going to try and do what I can. Like I said, leave a review on any other platforms. If you're on Google Podcasts, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Anchor, any of these podcast forums, leave a review so I can see and see ways that I can grow in this thing. So I can see ways that I can learn more and make this thing a whole lot better than what it is today. Or just hit me up on Twitter, at leechmain L-E-E-C-H-I-M-A-N-E. Or hit me up on instagram at leechmane l-e-e-c-h-i-m-a-n-e so give me your constructive criticism tell me what you like tell me what you don't like tell me what you want to hear a little bit more of and we'll be able to maybe dive into that a little bit more but let's get right into it today we're gonna start off with talking about how gold is still very much black so there's been a i guess an overall theme of the world is moving away from oil well that doesn't necessarily mean that's true. So, Saudi owned oil company Aramco has made public that it is planning to go public. In other words, it's planning to launch an IPO, it's planning to go and be a publicly traded company. To put into perspective why this is such a big deal, why this company going public is such a big deal, is last year Aramco made $111 billion which was more than apple alphabet and exxon Mobil combined all these and alphabet if you don't know is google's parent company all these companies combined made less than what this one company aramco made which is why i say gold is still very much black there is still money in oil man there's still so much money in oil because last i checked we still drive cars <laughs> we still need these all these oil plants to produce oil so it's still very much a big industry now they're aiming t- the IPL to be priced at about 1.5 trillion dollars when they go public on saudi-owned stock exchange which is called the title Tad- wall wall i feel like that's not the way to say it but it's spelled t-a-d-a-w-u-l so title wall but there's probably a better way to say it but they're planning to launch it in December, and they have tapped about 20 global bank- banks, including Citigroup and JP Morgan, to help broker the deal. And this is like, You know how when you're outside and you leave like a piece of meat outside and then you see flies just gathering around it or you let a piece of fruit rot and then all of a sudden you start seeing gnats gathering around that fruit or something like that? Well, all Wall Street players right now are like white on rice, like flies on a dead plant, like flies on a dead carcass because they are landing in Saudi. Everybody wants a piece of this IPO. Everybody wants a piece of this to see just how well they can make, how much money they can make from this. Now the good news is, unlike a sandwich shop that we know of, their chicken sandwich that they keep running out because they suck at planning, this is actually a planned expiration date. So they open it up, they release a certain amount of shares that is open to the public to buy and it will run out, which is why all these Wall Street people are trying to run down to Saudi, sending all kinds of executives down there to be a part of this. They want a piece of this market because there's so much money to be made. Now, the important part about why Saudi is even doing this or why they're making this state owned oil company go more public is because they're trying to diversify themselves away from oil to be not so oil based as a country because they've seen the trend, they see where we're heading, they see that we're moving away from oil eventually oil is not going to be the main source of energy for people anymore so they're trying to get ahead of the curve they're trying to find a way to diversify themselves away from the from the from the from oil and we've seen them invest in different things in the past we saw elon musk i don't know if y'all remember when elon musk tweeted funding secured Basically, this was the reason of that tweet where he believed that he had gotten funding to take Tesla private, and that was gonna that money was gonna come from the Saudi Arabia fund. Um, what's his name, Prince? Ben Salman something I can't remember his old name but the dude has a lot of money. He the Saudi Saudi area they have a lot of money because oil is so huge and oil is such a big commodity of today. They have a lot of money and they're trying to diversify away from spending so much money on on oil and being so oil dependent. So they're trying to invest in other things and they have a, something called the Public Investment Fund which is which is what they use to invest in other things. So they've invested in Uber. Like I said, they they we believe that they were the reason why Elon Musk sent out that tweet that he was gonna take Tesla private. So they're trying to change the way that they do things overall and make oil not be their main source of income so oil is gold is still very much black gold is still very much black in this day and age it will change in the future but as of right now gold is definitely black and we'll figure out and we'll see when the future comes along when that changes but for right now if you got a little extra change and you can invest in a company baby i want to go invest in this aramco company because they gonna make some money It's just one of those things where you can just count on them making money. So, and they're starting out, like we said, where they're, they're planning on when they go public to be 1.5 trillion listed at, and we've been talking about Microsoft and Amazon. I, I mean, Microsoft and Apple just crossing the 1 trillion mark. They're starting out at 1 trillion. If that puts anything into more perspective as to what to expect when this company goes public. Now moving on to some earnings discussion. We're gonna it's gonna be a little bit different this time around. This week is gonna be mainly focused on how hotels are growing, if they are growing or not, and how booking companies are growing, if they are or not, if they're making more money or if they're losing money. And the main reason why we're looking at looking at hotels and booking companies is it will tell us how consumers are spending their money because we're not gonna get any hard consumer numbers for a while but it will shed some light as to the direction of which people are going are people spending their money are people traveling or are people actually just staying home and the main thing to watch for is is the dollar becoming too strong where people are not actually coming to the U.S. because it's too expensive when when it, when they do the conversion rate of a dollar to any of the other currencies? Is the dollar way too strong where people are like, ah! rather than traveling to the U.S., we'll rather just stay home and do what we need to do at home. Plus, with the whole China-U.S. trade war, which we'll talk about a little bit later about how it might not be working as we thought it should be working. China was one of the largest travelers to the U.S. We're one of the largest people to come to the U.S. for tourism. But with the U.S.-China trade war, that's cut down, of course. So we're trying to see are hotel companies still making money or are they starting to lose money? And one of the biggest things that we'll be looking at, one of the biggest companies we'll be looking at is going to be Disney, mainly because Disney's main Money maker is not from streaming which they are launching on the 12th as we've talked about which in their earnings report they're going to talk about streaming a lot i expect them to talk about streaming as their new way of making money and all that good stuff however disney makes most of its money from theme parks from the theme parks to the disney world disneyland those theme parks are the way they make most of their money it's not from any of the other sources tv channels all that kind of stuff they make most of their money from theme parks now depending on what disney report it will show how consumers in the United States are feeling about the economy because when consumers feel good about the economy they tend to go more to theme parks and as we talked about it before with the Six Flags and amusement parks have reported a negative in earnings and so we're trying to see is Disney going to be facing that same circumstance because unlike even when amusement parks are doing bad Disney tends to keep doing good so it will tell us an idea of how people are feeling about the economy people feel strongly about the economy when people tend to feel strongly about the economy they tend to spend excess money going out and trying to make memories when they go out of town they try to go to places and say oh you know what we have some extra money let's just go to disneyland or you know what we have some extra money let's go here with our two-year-old son who's not going to remember anything and go to disneyland mainly because we want to go but we need an excuse but we'll say it's a memory for the two-year-old who ain't gonna remember anything but nevertheless that's what people do when the economy is booming but we're not sure if the economy is booming so depending on what disney reports it will show what the sentiments consumers have about the economy what people feel about what's going on in the economy today and a key thing to look at is Although we've been reporting a lot of gains for the S&P 500, how the F.S.P. 500 has broken to new heights, has had record gains, and all this good stuff, even the NASDA- Nasdaq and the Dow also reached net record highs recently. But the main, the bigger issue with that is the fact that the bar was set so low. It's one of those things, like if you have, if you go to a competition, for example. Uh, A track and field competition or the Olympics that's gonna be happening next year And if they if the bar was set where they just basically, you know I just put the bar on the ground and then that's how they've been doing high jumps We'll be so bored and it's so easy to clear that like anybody can clear that but it takes world-class Athletes for you to be able to do a high jump when it's over 12 13 feet in the air and they're jumping over that thing and it's like wow, that's impressive that's the same thing that's going on with the stock market right now the bar was set so low due to the trade war that everyone was reporting gains like they all like scaled down their expectations so low that of course everybody was like "Yay, we beat expectations hooray it's celebratory it's so nice we actually beat the expectations that we had to decrease because of the trade war but it's all good because we beat it anyway that's why we've been talking about the whole thing of expectations versus reality if you set your expectations And you're still not able to meet those expectations that's when investors are like what's wrong with you like you're supposed to set it to a mark that you know you can hit so that we can still make our profits so if you can't make those profits it's a problem it's like what's going on with your company something ain't right something ain't adding up we need to do better we need to find out what we can do to improve ourselves so that's why even though it's good news that the s p 500 the nasdaq and the dow all of those are doing really well and they've reached new heights which i believe today they actually dropped again because of some negative news but it's still not generally a good sign for the times to come because economies are predicting that overall even though most of the companies in the s p 500 are at least I think it was 75% of the companies in the S&P 500 that reported earnings, reported good earnings, reported growth in their earnings, reported gains in their earnings. They're they're expecting that overall, the S&P 500 is going to witness a negative 1% decline due to all these different uh, things we've been talking about from the trade war to the, the policies that's being put in place to all the different tensions in different countries. And the S&P 500 has a bunch of different countries that are within that platform. So overall, economies are still very damper on the economy as a whole, and very damper on stock market as a whole, and are predicting that when earnings are done, the S&P 500 will actually report a negative uh, gain, or not negative gain, a loss in gains uh, once once, once all the earnings are reported. Even though we're seeing some gains, we're seeing good news, there's still a very negative thing that's still coming about because for every five companies that do well, if one company does horrible, the whole thing zeros out. And it doesn't matter that that one company or those five companies did well. So moving on from there, let's talk about a little bit of tech because you know, my boy, your boy is a tech head. I got to I got to put some tech inside of this tent. I got to. So anyway, TikTok, the social media platform, well, technically their parent company is under investigation. If you don't know what TikTok is, quick backstory on what TikTok is. It is a social media platform that is huge for Gen Zers. Who are Gen Zers? Teenagers right now. Teenagers love TikTok. It's a massive platform for them and it's doing unbelievably well. But quick backstory about how TikTok began and like what it is and why it will tell you more about why it's being investigated right now. So TikTok it was originally called Musically, which allowed users to create music videos and do music remixes that were hilarious. Like think of Vine, but better than Vine because it had music licenses and you could use any music you wanted, any song you wanted. So it was really popular, it blew up, it grew, it did really well, and it's still doing really well. Well, a Chinese company called Byte Dance saw the growth that TikTok was uh, was growing at, the rate that TikTok was growing uh, growing at, decided to purchase musically it's it was called musically let me not mix the names it was called musically at the time and so they purchased it for about 800 between 800 million and a billion dollars we don't know the actual amount amount because china doesn't report these numbers to the public so we will we will never know the actual amount that they paid for the company but Everyone is estimating, business people are estimating that the company was bought for between $800 million and $1 billion. And so they put a lot of investment into it after they purchased it. They changed the name from Musical.ly to TikTok and spent about a billion dollars in advertising. I know y'all have seen the advertising for this from whether you're on Snapchat, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on all these different platforms, we saw advertising for TikTok. TikTok was just showing up all over the place. So it grew and it kept on growing and it kept on growing so much so that TikTok right now is the number one social media platform with over 110 million downloads in the US alone that doesn't take into account other countries it is blowing up basically is what i mean i, I mean to tell you it was so big that it helped launch little nas little nas x career the guy that did the song old town road one of the reasons that song blew up so much was because of the social media platforms because of all the different things that people did with that song on that platform so it helped him launch his career now it is said that the company is worth about if they were to ipo today they would be worth about 75 billion dollars if they were to go on the uh, public trade market. So the company is doing well. TikTok has blown up and is doing really well. However, the issue arises in the way that ByteDance acquired musically. Nobody knows exactly how they were acquired and it raises a lot of issues that a lot of uh, US investigators, US trade investigators are looking at. Did they commit some kind of Uh, fraud in the way that they acquired the company. And then apart from that, the other issue why they're investigating TikTok is the fact that TikTok is, or ByteDance, which is the company, it's a Chinese company, that ByteDance who owns TikTok is very, very, very tied into the Chinese government. Like every other thing we've talked about, we've talked about Huawei in the past and how they're tied into the Chinese government. And that has raised security risk. That has raised red flags about they're way too integrated into the chinese government and so it raises red flags so right now there's been a lot of investigations into uh, ByteDance because chinese companies tend to have to do whatever the government says if the government says we need all your user information all your user location information your user name information face all that stuff they have to give that over to the government and so the u.s government is kind of worried about that because TikTok gets a lot of information from people from location data, from the way you look, your dance moves, all these other different things. They just get all the information that's on your phone. Like sometimes, I don't know if anybody else does this. I actually go through any app that I download. I particularly select what it has access to, like what it can actually, what information it can keep. And so, TikTok, and some apps, you can't really select what it keeps and what it doesn't, because for it to function properly, it needs to talk to data centers and all that good stuff. But nevertheless, TikTok has a lot of information, and this poses a security risk for the U.S. government, which they don't like it. So they don't like the integration of China, China's government, and this Chinese company. And so... We've already, and, or, and another part of that is the fact that China uses a lot of its social media platforms for propaganda to help it. And we've already seen it do that with TikTok, where it basically deletes any video that said anything about the Hong Kong protest and basically deletes out anything that may be negative about the Chinese government. So it's very, very massive as to why the US government is kind of looking at those companies and uh, looking at ByteDance and saying, ah! We don't know about you, we're not too sure about you, and then to make matters worse, when the u.s congress invited ByteDance to come sit down and talk to them about how they are gonna go about making sure that the chinese government doesn't just have easy access to everything by dance refused to come speak with the uh, with the with congress so that's why the investigation got launched and this is probably not the last time we talk about chinese governments uh, government and chinese companies and the relationship they have and how that may pose a espionage type risk to every other company country because they don't want those things infiltrating the system. But that's just an aside. Tech news stuff. It's just something to look out for. A lot of people are loving TikTok right now. If you're if you're somebody who is big on trying to grow your social media influence, whatever, TikTok is a platform to go on because it is young. You have you will have the new mover um, advantage because not a whole lot of people are on there yet. You can get on that platform and grow. But I'm very weary of going using stuff like that like I refuse to use that face platform where everybody was basically putting their face on there to change it to be old I was like no thank you I don't trust that platform because you even when people found out that this thing was taking data that they didn't think it was taking location data location history your phone number your phone book your phone records your messages your text message all this stuff it was just collecting all that information people were still using it i am not that free willy-nilly with it i know google is watching me i'm not going to lie but to a degree i kind of trust apple google amazon a little bit more not that much more but a little bit more i don't trust facebook facebook they already proved themselves to be worthless so i don't trust facebook like that but nevertheless it's just something to note when you're using any of these social media platforms they are collecting a lot of information about you do you know that thing where it says do you agree to all the terms and services of using this platform i don't know if y'all read it because i don't i just be like yes i want to use this thing and you move on we don't know if we're selling ourselves to these companies in one shape or form or something like that but just keep that in mind. And also remember that Chinese laws are not the same as United States laws where there's like a practical aspect of it where it's like, although we may be using your service, it doesn't mean you have rights to my being. We don't know if you don't read this, the terms and agreement of this thing. We don't know what is hidden in there. Of course, I'm being dramatic and I'm being extreme, but I'm just trying to pay the picture of like, be careful of the platforms that we do use. Even this one that I'm using here that you're using to listen to this thing right now. Who knows? Who knows what they are collecting? All the words that I'm saying and coming out of my mouth. Who knows how they will come and try and feed it back to me in another way. But anyway, moving on from there, let's talk about some of the elections, some of the local elections that's going on. And I will say this: local elections are probably some of the most important elections to vote in. Your governor elections, your um, senate elections, your All the local elections that we have, city council, mayor, all those elections that we kind of downplay and we don't pay much attention to, but these are the elections that I believe matter a lot more than the elections for the national wide elections, president elections, and those ones that get all the media coverage and all that stuff. These ones actually affect your day to day a lot more than the presidential elections from a national level these ones determine how tax dollars are going to be spent, they determine how different state lines are going to be drawn, county lines, city lines, all that stuff are going to be done. They determine how dollars are going to be spent, whether they're going to be spent in schools or on roads, how they're going to be spent, what roads are are they going to fix, what schools are they going to try and improve. All those kind of minute details that actually affect our day to day lives that we don't tend to think about, but we only focus on all the big news, all the massive news. Oh my God, Trump is at trade war with China. How All that stuff. The local elections are the things that end up shaping your day-to-day lives, that end up making up how you live day-to-day. So I would implore everyone that has the ability to, 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 to vote, to go out and vote for who you believe should be in that position, for who you believe should be in those positions, in those places of power that will be making decisions on your behalf, is another thing, on your behalf, so just make sure that you're voting and let your voice be heard through that medium. It's the one medium that we have as citizens and as people of the United States to actually vote so that people who are making these daily decisions and are making these legislators and making these new rules that we have to abide by, we have to live by, aren't making some ridiculous and stupid rules that don't make no sense. So it's very important that we pay attention to local government elections. It's very important. So speaking of which, these local elections are just that much more important. So it will show us exactly how the nation is feeling about the Trump presidency. And it will show us if the nation is still rocking in the Republican view, or if they're like, it's time to move on. We need a democratic leader to be in power. We need something different because this way doesn't seem to be working. We need to change shape. And so one of the major states that we're going to be focusing on, at least in this podcast, is going to be Virginia, because Virginia has all its legislative slips are seats are up for grabs, every single one of them. There are about 140 seats, and all of them are up for grabs. And it is so, this is a and this is one of the pivotal states that helped Trump win the elections. So it's interesting to see how this will play out. And from when the voting came in, Democrats took over the legislative house. Democrats basically ran the whole thing, took over the whole thing. So now, Democrats are in power in Virginia and it's interesting to note that that happened that hasn't happened in Virginia in so long and then also we look at Kentucky if I said Kentucky to any of you which, which uh which which state what do you think it is do you think it's a republican state or a democratic state i'll wait just think about it Well, 90% of y'all would probably have said a Republican state and you would be right because for the first time in over a generation, they have a democratic governor in Kentucky. It's kind of like, I think it was four, three, two to four years ago when a democratic governor was in Alabama or is in Alabama right now. So it's, it's showing how the nation is kind of like, eh. We don't like how they're kind of showing themselves a little bit. The country's citizens are just kind of showing themselves like, we don't like what's going on. We don't like exactly how we're feeling about this, which I've been on the other side where I felt like if Democrats don't get their stuff together, we ain't going to see no change. But it seems like people are just frustrated and are tired of what they're seeing in the day-to-day and all the things that they were promised are not happening right now. So... It's interesting to to see the sentiment of how the nation has changed and in the direction that people want to go in. Just some quick interesting stats before we move on and we get into some sports. Apple and Microsoft have a combined market value that is higher than the entire market values of all the companies in Germany combined. Apple and Microsoft are at $2.233 trillion, and the entire country of Germany is at $2.18 trillion. Let that sink in a little bit. Uber loses over $500,000 every hour. Now we know why investors aren't very happy with Uber. The US has officially left the Paris Accords. But the key thing to note about this is this is nothing new. This just shows that we still live in a time when, depending on who is in power, depending on if it's Republicans in power or if it's Democrats in power, mainly I'm talking about the presidency power now, that's how the country is going to move. And that's Determines what accords and what agreements we're gonna be a part of because if we if we were rewind the clock back to 1997 when the Kyoto Protocol was put into place President George W. Bush pulled the US out of those accords as well so this just shows that disparity is still very much a thing in this day and age and Finally the FCC finally approved the merger between T-Mobile and Sprint. So look forward to a new T-Sprint or Sprint mobile? I don't know what are they gonna call themselves i don't know i'm terrible with names but anyway look forward to a new t-mobile and sprint store close to you but moving on to some sports news and we're mainly gonna be talking about champs of the league which returned this week and it was fire My, i don't know what it is about champions league games though champions league games are just crazy they never just like play out Well, some of them do, but they never just like straight up play out. I was watching the Ajax versus Chelsea game. Duh, that game was fire. That game was so much, so good. So Chelsea go down 3-1 in the first half, right? Go down 3-1, but you wouldn't even have known that they are down 3-1 when the second half started. Because they started and it was just like on the front foot immediately. They were pressing Ajax. It would have felt that Ajax were the ones who were being beat at that point in time. But they were pressing Ajax. Like, it just looked like everybody was like, yo, we're ready to win this game. We're winning this game. Not even anything else. They were like, we're winning this game. This ain't this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing to us. This is, this is our game. We're about to win this thing. And they were just on the front foot though from that second half. And they came back from being down 3-1. Yes, there were two red cards in this game, however, which we'll talk about VAR in a second. But there were two red cards in this game that... It didn't really change the dynamics because because at this point, Chelsea was down 4-3. They had come back and scored two quick goals and then two red cards. And then Chelsea scored the fourth goal and it was all the way tied up. But then Ajax just... It felt like Ajax just woke up and was like what is going on, why are we even playing like this, and then even down two men, Ajax started pressuring Chelsea, Chelsea were up two men, they had so many breakaways, but they couldn't score, because Ajax just buckled down, it just showed how good these two young teams are, like, and these teams are young, and even more importantly, it showed just how good Frank Lampard has been as a coach for Chelsea, like, he completely has changed that team, like, that team is playing so well together, not to talk of, you know, the ones that, Man United they suck. They are just there's there's no comparison between Man U and Chelsea right now. Man U is trash compared to Chelsea. Chelsea's leaps and bounds just improving like when they started the season it was low, but then all of a sudden Chelsea has just kept on playing better and better and better. On Man U on the other side it just sucked. So it was just so it was ah oh, the game was so good. It was such a beautiful beautiful game. Like I mentioned the thing about VAR I just want to say this VAR needs to be worked on var they need to look at VAR and rethink the way they do VAR like one of the things one of the problems with VAR right now is the fact that they are making too many too many close decisions that should not be made from a computer screen per se too many decisions that are too close to call and then they're trying to reverse the call based on what they can't really see like they're like "Ah, that's too close." But we'll still do it this way anyway and it's like they need to give themselves an out so and what i was thinking is they need to look at the nfl system and look at college football system as to how they do replays and that's the system they need to imp- implement into var and so basically what i mean by that is in nfl and college football there are three options that referees have whenever there's any kind of replays that they have to go through the first option is to confirm the call is to say yes this actually happened the second option is to reverse the call and then a the third option which is the most important option is to say that the play on the field or the call on the field stands and this option is the most important one and it gives referee an ability to to kind of have a cop out in all in all honesty it gives them that the call that we made on the field we're gonna go with it because that gave us all the information we needed at that point in time and us going to the screen it is not giving us any more information than we already have when we saw it live action and that is the problem right now with var var makes too many calls that have been judgment calls that were bang bang plays that is hard to see on a computer screen that no matter how many times you slow it down that no matter how many times you reverse it no matter how many times you look at it from this angle look at it from that angle try to do all this stuff you just can't do without an actual writing an algorithm or something that processes and make judgment calls for the entire game human beings are human beings they're gonna make mistakes but mistakes that are obvious yes fix those but close bang bang calls there's too many ones that are just being overturned or letting stand and it's just confusing people that are watching the game and messing up the whole thing so they need to add that third option where the referees can go and say you know what we're not sure And we're going to go with our initial gut rather than overturning or confirming a call. We're going to just say, you know what? We're not sure. So we're just going to move forward with what we went on before. We're not sure about if it was if it's to be overturned or not, but we're going to move forward based on what we saw on this screen and based on the information we had when we made that call. So I think they really need to add that into VAR because right now it is getting in the way of so many games and it's making decisions in so many games that don't need to be made, that don't need to be handled by VAR, that don't need to be handled by, by a referee from somewhere else making those decisions. It has to be made on with the referees on that field at that time, at that location, so that they can make the best possible decision. But that's just my little VAR spiel some other key-, key notes from champions league first of all Baca tied slavia and Baca just didn't look good they did not look good and they haven't looked good for a few weeks now in la liga they lost to uh some team vela doid vela Oid, i don't know Villaoid. oil i think as i say it. i don't know how to say it but they lost 3-0 or 3-1 to that team they shouldn't have lost that game and if things keep going as they are going right now valverde might just lose his job like barca is not looking very good right now and if he keeps going it's, he's gonna lose his job some other keynotes to note about my brother's favorite team my little bro's favorite team Dortmund came back from being down 2-0 to inter milan and won the game 3-2 it was a good match that was a good i didn't watch that one i was watching uh chelsea versus uh, Ajax, but that game was really was was good watching the highlights it was like wow these dudes they know what they're doing and What's his name? Sancho. I forget his first name, but he's good. That English kid is good. He's really good. But Liverpool won against Genk 2-1. It shouldn't have been that tight, but it was. Juve beat Lokomotiv uh, Moscow 2-1. Again, should not be a tight game, but they won, and that's all that mattered, and they qualified for the next round. Bayern beat Olympiacos after firing their coach, so positive signs, and Real Madrid smashed Real Madrid looked like Real Madrid, smashed Galatasaray 6-0. If you remember previously, they had tied them, so it's good that they smashed them 6-0 this time around. And then another surprise or result was Man City tying Atalanta. Nobody expected that. That game should not have gone that way, but then again, Atalanta has been playing really, really well in Serie A. So. So maybe they were just that good on that day. But again, it's showing Man City when it comes to Champions League. For some reason, they just don't perform as well as they do in Premier League. But nevertheless, that's all I got for y'all this week. I hope y'all have a safe and great weekend ahead of you. And hit me up on Instagram or on Twitter. Like I said, my handle is at Leechimane. That's L-E-E-C-H-I-M-A-N-E. Thank y'all for listening once again, and I'm going to hit y'all up on the next one. God bless y'all. Peace.